Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. My friends, and welcome back to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping a hundred physicians get to be multi-millionaires, and of course, dedicated to helping you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, my friends, I just want to make sure to kick off this episode with a huge shout of thank you to each and every one of you. It just means so much to have you take time out of your super busy week to listen to this podcast and to send me encouraging feedback. As a matter of fact, I want to give a shout out to a couple of listeners who gave some podcast love. RCD, our guy, said, always enjoy listening to Dave's high quality content, practical advice, and superb interview guests. Highly recommend for anyone who wants to educate themselves about personal financed. And got another review here that uh, is from Gaina Delph, who said both the podcast and the book are excellent resources for physicians looking to get a primer on planning and find resources to learn more on their own. So big thanks to those guys. And hey, if you want to get some love, you want to hear your name on the podcast, hear your words, make sure to rate and review this on iTunes and I will feature you on a future episode. And again, uh, beyond that, I just love hearing from my guests, So, and as well as, of course, you, my audience. And so I want to encourage you to email me. Let me know what you like about the podcast, what you don't like about the podcast, what content that you would like to learn more about as we get into a new year. Make sure to email me, dave at drfreedompodcast.com. Again, that's dave, D-A-V-E, at Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R, freedompodcast.com. And again, it would just mean the world to me to hear from you. Send me that email, Dave at drfreedompodcast.com, so I can hit the reply button and thank you so much for listening. And a big announcement uh, as a follow-up you may have already heard. We have our brand new book, The Young Physician's Guide to Money and Life. It's going to be coming out here shortly, and I'm trying to get an interested list of people who are going to want to buy it as soon as it is available, and you will get a discount for doing so. So what I want you to do is text Dr. Book, Dr. Book to 44222. Again, Dr. Book to 44222. All right, my friends. Well, let's get into the show today. You know, one of the things that I've been exploring this year as I interview guests is asking them this question of what does financial freedom mean to you? And the answers are so interesting to me. And it really seems to be dividing people into two camps. People who want to talk about piles of cash versus those with streams of income. 
So which is right? Which is wrong? Uh, let's let's dissect these arguments a little bit in terms of how shall we be thinking about retirement? What makes for security? And what other what do people say about this? And how does this look? So first thing I want to do is I want to open up with a clip from a video that I have watched that I think really describes the piles of cash mentality. Take a listen. This is a story about a chariot builder in ancient Babylon named Bansir. Every day, Bansir works hard, but year after year, he remains poor while his friend, Arkad, a scribe, grows wealthy. One day, Bansir asks Arkad for the secret of his great wealth, and Arkad replies, I found the road to wealth when I decided that a part of all I earned was mine to keep, and so will you. Bansir asks, But isn't all that I earn mine to keep? Arkad explains, No, for a man has to pay for his clothes, food, and other needs. But if you save a portion of all you earn and put the money to work for you, you can put yourself on the road to wealth. So Bansir follows his friend's advice, saving a portion of his income and investing his savings, and eventually becomes one of the richest men in Babylon. So what is the concept here? Right? The, the concept is to save. You save a percentage of your income. 5%, 10%, 20%, 30%, 40% like Physician on Fire, one of our past podcast guests who who uh, believes in financial independence by retiring early. And this train of thought says you build up these huge piles of cash, a million, two million, three million, four million dollars, and then you project out, hey, if I take out 3% a year or 4% a year or 5% a year, that gives me financial freedom if that meets my living expenses. So for example, let's say you had $2 million worth of cash assets. And of those assets, um, you take a look at it, you say, okay, I feel comfortable with a 4% withdrawal rate which would give you on $2 million about 80 grand a year. If your living expenses are less than 80 grand a year, by that definition, you have achieved financial independence. And of course, there, there's a lot more complications in that when you look at taxes and how taxes may, may get in the picture. Uh, and here's the problem that I have with these kind of assumptions and talking about retirement. Number one, my question is, when is that $2 million come into value? Is that $2 million after your assets have appreciated? Is that somewhere in the middle? Is that after perhaps your assets have gone down a significant amount? Because there's a difference, right? You're making an assumption that your assets will always stay at that given level. And what happens if your assets depreciate, right? If if your $2 million quickly becomes a million dollars, well, now if you use that same withdrawal rate idea, now, well, you have half the income. 
So if you were relying on $80,000, now you have $40,000 of income. It makes a huge difference. And consider this. When you start making withdrawals, when assets are down, it actually multiplies the problem. So let me give you just a simple example. Let's say you have $100, right? And your assets go down by 50%. So now you've gone down from 100 to 50. <clears throat> but let's say that you are relying on $10 of that for your retirement that you have to withdraw every year. Well, so out of that $50, now you have 40, right? If you didn't withdraw that money, on 50 bucks, you would need a 100% rate of return to get back to your 100 bucks, 50 over 50. But now that you've withdrawn 10 bucks out of your $50, you only have 40. And now you need $60 to get back to 100. 60 divided by 40 is 150%. So the problem of when assets drop becomes hugely multiplied when you start looking at withdrawal rates during retirement and as you prepare for retirement. So that's a big fallacy. So I feel that in order to really get a, a good idea of financial independence, you really need to look at uh, taking your assets and then dropping it down by like 25% to make sure that, that uh, you could be comfortable even if your assets went down. And of course, if you've already gone through a downturn, then uh, that's a great point to really look and see, is this sustainable or not? And on top of that, what I'd say, part of the problem with uh, this theory of piles of cash is a lot of times people forget about some of the big ticket things that happen. What happens if you need a new roof? What happens if you need a new car? Uh, Make sure to factor those things into your plans, my friend, when you're looking at a piles of cash method. Be very conservative with your assumptions and make sure you have tons and tons of piles of cash uh, available to you. Uh, because if you just have, you know, 800,000 or a million dollars and you're relying on the piles of cash method, that may not be enough. Uh, that being said, you know, I, I really think it's a good uh, theory. Uh, and it's, it's one that we should be considering as we move forward. All right. Well, let's take a pause here for a second and go to our commercial break. Maybe you're sitting here right now wondering, how am I ever going to be able to pay off this debt? Or maybe you're thinking, I am so confused by this financial lingo. I need to get a better handle on this financial stuff. Or maybe you are thinking of buying your first home or getting a new job, or maybe you are wondering how you can keep insurance cheap. And that's why my friends, this month, I have a very special announcement for you. My newest book, The Young Physician's Guide to Money and Life is about to become available. We've been at this for years and it is coming out soon. The Young Physician's Guide to Money and Life. This book is over 300 pages and it is packed with tons and tons of actual content. It's pretty much everything you need to think about financially. Whether you're a medical student, a resident, a fellow, a newly minted attending, or even a longer term practicing physician. So here's what you need to do. Text Dr. Book to 44222. And I will let you know the second it is available to buy. As a matter of fact, I'll even give you a discount. 
This book, my friends, is co-authored with past podcast guest John Apino from Contract Diagnostics and Amanda Liu from Dr. Wiseman. When you buy the book, you are not only investing in your financial future, you are also taking part in a really important charitable mission. And that's because the profits of the Young Physician's Guide to Money and Life will be given to the Physician's Support Initiative and to the college funds for Amanda's daughter. And we're doing this because you may remember that Amanda tragically passed away about a year ago, and this charitable mission is being done in her memory. Because this charitable mission is so, so, so important to me, I'm only going to offer this discount through the end of the year, and then we're going to sell the book at retail price because we want to raise as much money as we possibly can. So to snag your copy now, text Dr. Book to 44222. Again, text Dr. Book to 44222. And now back to the show. Overall, there are some people who feel a lot more strongly against this than I do. So let's hear from a couple of them. First, let's hear from pe- previous podcast guest, Tyler Chef. Well, I've changed my the way I feel about financial freedom. I used to think that a pile of money equaled financial freedom. And when I realized that if I had a pile of anything, it would over time disappear. But instead, if I focused on streams instead of piles, I could truly build wealth. You know, that $500,000 pile of cash, inflation alone is going to eat that at a way of, what, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9%, depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. However, if I invest instead for streams of income, those streams of income that become evergreen, they never go away. They never die because I don't, I don't sell the assets. So why would they go away? All right. So that was Tyler. And let's also hear from past podcast guest, Mark Podolsky. Well, I have it and I've had it for a while now because my passive income exceeds my fixed expenses. So I'm really working because I want to um, and not because I have to. So in that definition, I would say I'm financially free. And what I do now, I do because it makes me happy. All right. So now we've heard from Mark on this subject as well. And in the case of both of these gentlemen, um, what I do like about this method is this whole idea of having income streams, right? So rather than having big fat piles of cash, you have just rivers of income coming to you. Um, But I do have a problem with this argument as well, too. The same assumption is made here that your streams of income never change. And in fact, when my wife and I went to Mark's The Land Geek boot camp and we were checking it out, one of the questions that I asked um, was, how much was the default rate? is the default rate and how much was it during the recession uh, for some of Mark's uh, experiences because he's been doing this for nearly 20 years. And what he said is normally default rates about five to 10%, which isn't a whole lot for some of the notes that you do with owner financing for land. But during the recession, it was like 50%. The 2008 recession income dropped by 50%. And so this is why, again, it, it's it's a similar issue that I have with this as well is because people make the assumption that my income will not change. And in fact, 
uh, I would make the argument you should put in to your projections, well, what if my income dropped by 25%? What would that look like? Would I still be able to make it and retire? And if the answer is yes, then you're, you're totally set and you are good. So I think um, the, the other part of this argument too is where are those income streams coming from, right? If you have tenants and things like that in real estate, well, you have to keep up the building. You have to think about uh, capital expenses and some of those things that Corey Fawcett had talked about in penciling out the numbers. So my, my main thing to you, my friends, whether you have piles of cash, whether you have streams of income, is make conservative projections. Don't just get by on the skin of your teeth because the last thing you want to do is retire and then be forced to go back to work. So what about for me? You know, how am I thinking about this? What am I personally doing in my finances? And my friends, the, the answer is do both. You know, have piles of cash and have streams of income. And, you know, it's really just a, a, a give and take some because here I am. I'm in my mid to late 30s, 36 years old. And um, certainly we're building our wealth. I have my main job and then we've bought a business and then uh, now we're starting this other business. Well, each of those things takes capital. So as a matter of fact, we have to move some money out of our piles of cash and then convert it into the income stream. But we are not going to use uh, all of our piles of cash. And as a matter of fact, we're going to keep adding to our piles of cash over time in order to be able to um, keep on having the piles increase. <clears throat> so the way that I, I'm thinking about this for myself and my family is I want to be able to generate enough uh, passive income or active income, as I like to call it, because it certainly does take work, all of the things that I am doing, although it's not a horrible job and I find it interesting and fascinating, is uh, I want that money basically to work towards helping me be debt free. So once we have become completely debt free, uh, JD Roth talks about FU money <laughs> so that if you wanted to leave your regular job, you certainly can. And I, I can think you can make an argument about FU streams of income as well. Um, and so th that's kind of my goal is to have the point where we have enough streams of income where we could um, certainly look at that and look at that as a form of financial freedom, but I'm not going to be satisfied with that. Uh, my goal is to have a few million dollars in piles of cash as well as the streams of income. And if it so happens that we accumulate more and more and more assets, we will give it away. We'll do charitable things. We'll make a difference in this world. We will go to places like Houston and Puerto Rico and some of the Virgin Islands to help out people in need. You know, if we're in that position where we have so much money, there's no way that we're going to need it and we have some of an inheritance to pass on to our kids, then we will end up being charitable with our money. Uh, and so 
that's why for me, having big cushions of safety, I look at some of the, the industries I'm involved in, and I do think that artificial intelligence, I do think that some, some of these tech issues are going to be things we have to grapple with probably 10 years in the future where people are going to be losing their jobs because of automation. And I'm not sure that that's really going to be as big of a deal for physicians in the next 10 years. Um, but I would encourage you, my friends, to, to have both going for you. That way, if your job situation changes, you have other streams of income to make up for it. And that's the reason we're going through this journey uh, here in probably the next uh, month and a half or so. You'll get another quarterly update where I give you uh, what's going on with some of our financial experiments, what's good, what's bad, and lessons that you can learn from me. So that way you can pick up on some of the wins and learn from some of my losses. And so, my friends, I would love to know from you, where do you lie on the side of this argument? Are you planning on piles of cash? How are you thinking about using up that money? Are you the kind of person that just wants to make it down to the last possible penny? And if so, how are you thinking about that? Are you thinking that uh, that's going to be age 100, age 90? You know, how do you possibly project that out if you're going with the, the piles of cash theory? So I would love to hear from you. I would love to know more about what you think. Make sure to reach out to me, Dave at DrFreedomPodcast.com. Again, Dave at DrFreedomPodcast.com. And so my friends, that wraps it up for today. And remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Hey, this is Dave Denniston, and I hope you loved today's episode. If you do and you want more ideas on achieving financial freedom, I am committed to helping you end your year right. And that's why, my friend, the last two months of the year here, I have a very special announcement for you. My newest book, The Young Physician's Guide to Money and Life, is about to become available. This book, The Young Physician's Guide to Money and Life, is over 300 pages. Yes, 300 pages. It's packed with tons and tons of actionable content. It's pretty much everything you need to think about financially, whether you're a medical student, a resident, a fellow, a newly minted attending, or even if you've been practicing for a long time. So here's what you need to do. Text Dr. Book to 44222. And I will let you know the second it is available, and I will make sure to give you an early bird discount. And as I may have mentioned previously, uh, this book is especially near and dear to my heart because we are going to have a charitable mission for this book. The profits of this shall go two ways. One way to the Physician Support Initiative that was founded by my co-author, Amanda Liu, who tragically passed away, as well as to her daughter to provide some money for college. This is so important to me, so I'm only going to offer this as a discount through the end of the year, and then we're going to be selling the book at retail price, my friends. To snag your copy now and get on the early bird list, text Dr. Book to 44222. Again, text Dr. Book to 44222. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Enjoy.